Hi, welcome to the Lima Reads podcast. This is where you can hear from Lima Public Library staff about our all-time favorite authors and stories and what we're currently reading. You may also hear news about the library and our community. Hi everyone, this is Danny, and I've got Bob with me today. Bob, can you tell people kind of what you do in the library? Hello everyone, I'm Bob Hodges. I work as the reference department as a reference librarian. All right, and what book are you reading? It looks I, um, a little intimidating. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with this. It's titled The Imperial Japanese Navy by Mark Still. All right, and is it, it looks like it's a nonfiction, is that right? Oh yes, nonfiction, definitely. All right, so definitely a little more hefty reading than yes. for those who prefer fiction. All right, well, tell me why I should like to read this book. Uh, well, it outlines the history of the Japanese fleet, uh, starting with the their victory at the Russo-Japanese War. Okay. And uh, one of the interesting things I found was, it, starting in 1907, that's when the Japanese started looking across the Pacific and seeing us as future opponents. Oh, really? Hmm. And, and so Japanese built the naval building program up to World War II, all through World War I, they were looking to defeat the United States Navy in the future. Oh, so that was their primary goal? That, yes. One in of the, building? They knew they were going to be fighting uh, us eventually. Mm -hmm. And so, how, I don't know if the book covers this, but like, how did they sort of come up with designs for their own ships? Like, did they model them after a different country's navy? Uh, in some cases, like the Congo battleships, where the Congo was created in England and mm -hmm. given to Japan, and then the Japanese created three more battleships just like it oh, okay. for the Congo class. Interesting. And so, aside from building the fleet, or, or is there anything in particular about building the fleet that was really of interest to you? Uh, they came up with some unique and un original designs. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them, some of those designs influence our navies today. Gotcha. For instance, in the submarine category, they created the largest submarine in World War II oh, called I the I-400 series. Mm -hmm. They wanted to build 18 of these things, mm -hmm. but they could only afford and had the resources for four of them. Okay. Uh, but these were unique. They were a, com a combination or a hybrid aircraft carrier submarine. Oh, oh, that's an interesting combination. Yes, it could do all the things that a you would think a submarine can do. It can sneak up on you, torpedo you, and then sneak away. <laughs> but it, it has the additional feature, it can surface and launch three fighter bomb bombers okay. and strike at targets. I guess that's really more what I think about when I think about the Japanese armed forces is more kamikaze pilots. Oh. So this is a big sort of um, switch from mm -hmm. flying, or, or were they working together more kind of like Navy Marines for the U.S. do? Uh, they weren't working too closely with the Army, except transporting the Army around okay. to occupy the islands that they had mm -hmm. uh, taken in with their naval strength. Mm -hmm. uh, but the the interesting thing was they wanted to use these sub these I four hundred submarines to bomb the uh, west coast urban areas of the United States, oh. but it never got off. They never executed the plan. Well, we're grateful for that. Uh, the interesting thing that influences us is the United States captured three of these at the end of the war, and review, and reviewed them in Hawaii, mm -hmm. until the Soviet Union realized we we had them, mm -hmm. and the United States sunk them 
off the coast of Hawaii so that they wouldn't have to show them to anybody else. Oh. But we were inspired by them, and that's where we get our nuclear, ballistic nuclear submarines. Very cool. We got the inspiration. Instead of launching airplanes from the submarines, we launched missiles. Interesting. So what made you pick up this book to begin with? I mean, do you have like a, a history background that made this of interest to you? Yes, I have a strong history background. Mm-hmm. And the book outlined, if you don't like details on how on calibers of guns or the number of guns or armaments or the types of engines, uh, you can bypass that because each it goes through the stories of each of the ships mm-hmm. and what they did during the war. Uh, you have, in essence, the good, the bad, and the ugly. There was yeah. heroic moments where even Japanese ships picked up U.S. servicemen out of the ocean, this, mm-hmm. and they got turned into prisoners of war, but they were saved from drowning. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there were other instances where they picked up uh, soldiers and civilians and, in one instance, decapitated them on the, bo- on the deck of the ship. That's pretty gruesome. Yes. Yeah. So that's always kind of my hang-up for nonfiction books is that I get so bogged down in the teeny tiny details that the author has, I'm sure, spent tons of time researching, but I'm more interested in the stories behind oh. whatever it is. So this is more story-based, uh, even though it's nonfiction. Yes. there are par- Each of the ships has its career and what it went through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can avoid... There's a lot of facts involved, but you can get to the individual story careers of the, each of the ships, mm-hmm. and some of those are pretty interesting. So, would you recommend this to people who like reading about World War One, World War Two, or this would be primarily World War Two? Okay. Uh, some of the ships were built in World War One and converted over. Uh, if for historians who are inter- who know the aircraft carrier Kagi. It's famous aircraft carrier. It was originally a heavy battle cruiser in uh, World War One. Okay. And we just converted over. Interesting. All right. Well, thank you for that unusual book recommendation. Yeah. We don't usually talk about nonfiction. All right. That's it for us today. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to Lima Reads. Keep the conversation going by commenting on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Lima Public Library. 